Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. Happy uh, March Madness to you. The madness uh, is here, and we're on Tuesday, two days until the big dance. So there's a lot to get to, a lot to talk about as we start to really break down these brackets, look at the Bears, look at the other Big 12 teams, where we think they're going to land. Does uh, Should the University of Texas, should they have hired Rodney Terry before their old coach Chris Beard landed at Ole Miss? Well, it's too late now. They're announcing it this very afternoon. We're about 30 minutes away, maybe 3.30 Central. About, we're, we're coming up on a Ole Miss announcement. Aaron, If I if I think if you go hire a guy who's arrested for domestic violence, I'm not sure I would like do a deal where I let everybody come into the arena and let all the fans show up, but they are. And, um, I mean, just a, a utter weirdness. And then, you know, all the, uh, all the uh, people that have – Oh, been accused of different things. And then there's the the cheaters in college basketball, like Will Wade. Will Wade is back in college basketball. He took a job at McNeese State. Aaron, didn't you think that Will Wade, when he got fired at LSU finally, only because I think they had a down season, they held on to him through all that cheating. And they have, isn't that funny, Aaron, when you think about it, like how quickly they'll, you know, if, if you're, as long as you're winning, they'll stand behind you. The, 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 the biggest sin in college basketball is losing a few games or not making the NCAA tournament. Then they can just – then you're done. But all that cheating and, and uh, paying guys, you know, on the down low, now some of that stuff's legal. Sean Miller didn't get fired until Arizona had a down season. Same thing with Will Wade. When did he get fired? LSU had a bad season. So they let him go. Now they're even worse. You know, LSU went a separate way. Jerome Tang probably would have been interested in LSU. They went after somebody from Murray State, I think it was, and they won like two or three conference games this year. Meanwhile, Jerome is going to be perhaps the national coach of the year, already is in some respects, with the Big 12 coach of the year. Unbelievable. All right, uh, lots to get to today. Really cool, Aaron. I've been kind of monitoring, as you know, our, uh, some of our interviews, I kind of like to see, okay, who who made this kind of impact? How many listeners did we have? Uh, because we can measure that stuff when we tweet out an interview. We tweeted out our interview with Joe Duffield, the Lake Highlands, uh, Class 6A Lake Highlands out of the Dallas area. That's the Richardson Independent School District. We, we I was just taking a peek to see how many views. And when we get, like, big-name guests like these head coaches, they get they get a lot of views and all that. You wouldn't think, even though he won a state title, like a high school basketball coach would do some kind of huge number. Aaron, I looked like two hours ago, two or three hours ago, 
and it was close to 16,000, 16,000 views for that tweet you put out there yesterday. Um, I mean, and, and we, I'm, I don't want to compare that to anything because people will be like, well, Mosley, why didn't this person get that many views? I, I can only tell you that there's huge interest. Let's see, Aaron. Okay, almost now 17,000 views. Aaron, I mean, think about who we have on, like some of the big names. Brett Yormark, I mean, I, I think he did about the same. The commissioner of the Big 12 and Joe Duffield uh, did about the same number. So I, I don't know. I, what does that tell you? Well, it tells you, you know, when you win a state title, uh, it tells you we have a lot of people listening to us in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So pretty cool. And tons of people were streaming us yesterday, Aaron. I was getting, they were driving to Fayetteville, some of our friends, and some of our friends were driving to go skiing, and they were all listening to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, we do have, uh, we've got all kinds of All-American lists that Aaron will put out, I'm sure, as we get into Campus Confidential. We're going to do Campus Confidential a little early today because we have John Jacobs, the Baylor Associate Head Coach at 440, the um, the head coach of the of the Baylor women, Nikki Collin, joins us at five o'clock today, and we're the only people that have the exclusive weekly visit with Nikki Collin. Okay, that's the, only this show, and um, and so that's good. And uh, we don't even Aaron, we don't even pay nil money like some of these people. Some of these people are like loading up and paying for guests and everything. These people actually come on with us and. Just for free, so very, very nice of them. Uh, but uh, we are we are extremely uh, appreciative of that. Now, Aaron, uh, I just saw the Naismith Men's Defensive Player of the Year. Aaron, actually, I tell some of these guests that you're going to be paying them some. Okay, so just just know that I've been putting that out there. Um, okay, Caleb McConnell from Rutgers, Ryan Kalkbrenner. Ooh, from Creighton. Baylor may play that. Aaron, have you noticed how we're not even talking about who Creighton's playing? Like, I saw their matchup today. What would that be? A six versus uh, 11. And I thought to myself, dang, that's a pretty good team. I got to look, look at that again. So we just keep thinking Baylor's going to play Creighton for sure. But I promise you, Creighton could easily get upset in that first round. Uh, okay, so... These are the Naismith Defensive Players of the Year. One, Jalen Clark from UCLA, and he is injured and out for the season, not going to be able to play for UCLA in the, uh, in the big dance. That's pretty bummer for them. And then nor- from Northwestern, Chase Audige, A-U-D-I-G-E. Some big-time defenders there, uh, and those are the four finalists for the defensive player of the year i i think one year Aaron, did mark vital win that like the national defensive player of the year trying well maybe davion actually did didn't he davion mitchell won it um i think mark vital was certainly on the first team all defensive team in the country but davion off night mitchell i think was named the defensive player of the year, the Naismith defensive player of the year, if memory serves correct. So lots of exciting things going around the sports world. Aaron, have you noticed that yesterday we had the story 
of Aaron Rodgers, perhaps headed to the Jets. Trey Wingo put it out there. Other people said, no, it's not happening yet, and kind of shot that down. And then, Aaron, I kind of feel bad. There's somebody, and I've never seen who – everybody's trying to figure out who this guy is. There's a guy, and his first name is D.O.V. You know what I'm talking about? You probably follow him. And he he is an aggregator, and he puts – he puts the news out. Like if somebody has something or breaks something, he'll like put it out there and then he'll say per whoever. Kind of like what Pro Football Talk does. But this guy just does it on Twitter. And he's got over 100,000 followers. Aaron, he was pretty quick to retweet and, you know, and give Trey Wingo credit. But for whatever reason, he's the one getting beat up badly. And then nobody knows, again, Part of if you put out news and you're known as an NFL newsbreaker type, you you have to like have a picture of you somewhere so people think he's some kind of bot, almost designed to put this stuff out there, but he's not a real person. Aaron, I wondered today I was doing going down a rabbit hole trying to figure out who Ken Pomeroy was. You always hear in college basketball the Ken Palm ratings. Mm-hmm. And Baylor obviously uses all that Ken Palm. Baylor, according to Ken Palm, the second most efficient offense in the country was the first. And then at the very end, I think Gonzaga may have ended up the number one team in the country efficiency. And I've always thought, I, I, I constantly hear about Ken Palm. And, and today, Aaron, I was just kind of peeking around on, the, uh, t- on Twitter, and he's going to be on with somebody today. Like, there, there's a way we could get out there and book Ken Pomeroy. Aaron, would you like to have Ken Pomeroy on the show? I think that'd be a great interview. All right, all right. Well, you're the you're Mr. Stats. In fact, you I think your Twitter handle has something to do with that. Like, what is it? Stats don't lie? Stats numbers tell don't lie. all. Stats tell all. See, Aaron, if you would just name it after yourself, I wouldn't have such a hard time. Stats tell all. Uh, we may try to get Ken Pomeroy and um, and see if we can uh, make that happen. Let's see real quick, Aaron, if Pomeroy is following me on Twitter, because that's what it would take. Ooh, I got bad news. Ken Pomeroy is not following me. Very unfortunate for him and me. All right, well, we'll, we'll try something else. We'll try, we'll try to get him another way. I'm always love at looking in sports. And 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 it kind of seeing what's trending right before we uh, we kind of get going. And I was trying to figure out Aaron why T Higgins is in the news. Isn't that the uh, Bengals wide receiver? And uh, I guess he's he looks like he was partying on some kind of boat on some yacht. Uh, anytime these NFL players end up on one of those party boats, bad things happen. Um, oh gosh. Well, yeah, somebody that he had a relationship, Aaron had put it out there that she has videos that could end his career. Now photos of Jamar chase relaxing with T Higgins on the milk yacht. What does that mean? Aaron, is that some kind of, uh, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I've never heard of that. Okay. I feel like I shouldn't repeat that. As I said it, I thought that may have some kind of meaning that I'm not aware of. But um, partied on a yacht with a group of women in Miami. Aaron, is there any? I mean, I don't know. Is there, is that is there a crime against that? I don't. It's like a 
It's it, it's apparently causing all sorts of chaos, and um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Several female companions on a on a yacht. Now maybe if these guys were married or something, that that is an issue. But I don't. Uh, um, it says Higgins, on the other hand, is entering the final year of his current contract, and the Beagles are hoping to lock him up long term. Safe to say he's not worried about his status sitting with a bottle of what appears to be Casamigos in front of him as he enjoys some R&R. The teammates that party on yachts together win together? That's from TMZ Sports. <laughs> Aaron, I, don't, I do not see, like, the major issue here. Partying with women on a yacht, and for some reason this is trending huge on the Internet right now. All right, so let's keep an eye on that story, but I see... I see no major issue with that right now. I've got them. I've got that as a non-story. All right, Aaron, uh, we've got a lot planned today. At 440, John Jacobs, the associate head men's basketball coach for the Bears, is going to join us. And then Nikki Collin at 5 o'clock. And I'll uh, be asking Nikki the, the age-old question, do you start working on UConn or are you only focused on Alabama? The the could the karma be bad if you do any work on UConn? I think the answer will be um, that all the focus will be on Alabama. But the 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 interesting discovery that I've made, Aaron, is that a former UConn staffer is is with the Bears. Her name is Chloe, and she'll be doing the scouting report on UConn. All right, so that that can already begin, and the Bears will be ready. But now Nikki and the rest of the staff and the players, they're all honed in on Alabama. And Christy is their coach's name. They've got a lot of respect for her. That's SEC territory. Aaron, would we call – who's got the best – Big? who's got the best – we always talk about the Big 12 having the best men's league. Who's the best women's conference? I mean, I think you'd have to say the Big 12 now is very deep. Um, in fact, there's no really, even TCU was making some noise in the tournament. They just fired their coach, but that's the only truly horrible, uh, team in terms of never winning in the conference. Aaron, if you had, would you take SEC with those monsters at the top, South Carolina, I mean monsters in a nice way, uh, but with, with, with South Carolina and LSU and being so awesome at the top, because I, I I do think both of those schools are better than anything the Big 12 has to offer, LSU and South Carolina. What would you take, Aaron? Would you say SEC? Oh, and I'll give you some more facts on this. SEC has three host sites. All right? They, they're hosting three um, first-round NCAA tournament you know matchups. And I think the Big 12 only has... Aaron, do you know off the top of your head, is it one or two? I would th- I would think, wouldn't the Sooners be doing that? I don't know about Texas, University of Texas. Anyway, I, I, think, I think it's three to two, SEC on top. I was thinking Iowa State. Iowa State's obviously had a great season, and they just won the, uh, the Big 12 tournament, and they've got a great home court type advantage. Aaron, who would you, uh, who would you take? SEC or Big 12, best women's conference, best women's uh, basketball conference? I think you got to go with the SEC right now. 
they have the two at the top, but they also got five other teams into the tournament. So it's not, I mean, they are super top heavy, but I think that's just because South Carolina is so good. <laughs> I, I think, I think you'd have to go with the SEC right now. All right. All right. Um, and Aaron, we, I may send you this. Apparently Jay Billis said some stuff that's uh, talking about the women's bracket that is getting a lot of attention and it may involve may involve somebody we know real well. I'll, I'll check this out. We may share this with you later in the uh, program. We are going to do some Campus Confidential. The other, the other thing I was going to share real quick is that this Aaron Rodgers news that broke yesterday, and I, what's happening now is the Jets seem to be acquiring a lot of Packers players and a lot of people Aaron Rodgers would want. Um, Aaron, who, who are Alan Lazard being one of them, the wide receiver, um, Randall, Randall Cobb. Cobb is, is of great interest. And obviously that's a huge Aaron Rodgers guy. He was very angry when they let him get away to the Cowboys. It wasn't really good for the Cowboys, but whatever, but they love, so they are loading up on Aaron Rodgers type players, guys that he loves like guys he likes throwing to. And they're also pursuing Mercedes Lewis, who's a former tight end for Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, ooh, ooh. All right, that is our breaking news sounder. Aaron uh, Sexton is stepping in to our Central Texas newsroom. Aaron, what do we have? In their continuing pursuit of Aaron Rodgers, the Jets have reached an agreement with Alan Lazard. Four years, $44 million to become a New York Jet. So they Four assigned years. one of the players on on uh, Aaron Rodgers' wish list. Now, Aaron, after he lost Devontae Adams, let me ask you this. As a huge fantasy guy that you are, how, how good was uh, Lazard for him? Like, what, what, what kind of track record are we talking about over the last couple of years? Is this a good fantasy receiver, kind of a good number two or number three fantasy guy? What are we talking about numbers-wise? Yeah, he was a – fantasy-wise, he was a good third receiver if you were in a three-receiver league. If you, he was your number two receiver, you were going to have some weeks that you struggled. You better hope your yeah. number one was, you know, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Jamar Chase is out there on that yacht, Aaron. What was it called? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look that up. I feel like that I may have uh, – somebody on the text line that heard me say that. What is that? Um, the 254 – I'm kind of thinking, Aaron, it might be, but I'm, I don't know. I don't like where my mind's going. 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. Aaron, the way I got caught in that trap – of, of like, hey, I thought I was going to have some T. Higgins, you know, like <laughs> news, like the report. Maybe they would re-sign him or extended him or he'd signed with somebody else or got traded. And that's how I ended up following that story. And I'm like, no, this is just about some stupid yacht in Miami <laughs> that he's out on. And I do not know why TMZ and everybody's going so crazy over these pictures because it's really nothing. It's some dudes partying on a yacht. It happens. All right, um, I mean, surely they weren't doing anything illegal on that yacht. I mean, or anything that they may have had some uh, 
contraband or something like that. I, I just can't imagine something like that happening. All right, uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Always you can respond to us, 254-662-1660. Next, we'll do some Campus Confidential. Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home select BX series equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. Exclusive one-carat diamond tennis bracelet for only $499. Only at Diamore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Limited time, limited offer, maximum savings, maximum shine. An exclusive one-carat diamond tennis bracelet for only $499. Only at Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. Get your wings now at Fazoli's. Visit Fazoli's today for irresistible, crispy, craveable wings. Start with traditional or boneless wings tossed in your choice of signature sauces. Savory, sweet, or spicy. Served with your choice of creamy blue cheese or ranch for dipping. Indulge in an order of crispy, saucy wings or add them to your favorite Fazoli's dish today. Dine in, drive through, or delivery only at Fazoli's where everything's better with wings. Limited time only. Price and participation. Participation may vary by location. Frizzoli's and Loco are federally registered trademarks of Frizzoli System Management, LLC. It's been three years since COVID-19 changed life around the world. If there's one thing we've learned during that time, it's that Central Texans are tough. Waco Family Medicine is here to remind you that COVID-19 can be more dangerous when you're unprotected. A safe, effective, and free way to stay tough against COVID is with vaccinations and boosters. Visit wacofamilymedicine.org slash vaccine for info about the safety of vaccines and a list of places to get yours in Central Texas. When it comes to COVID-19, a little poke can lead to a lot of protection. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre, state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They're now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians and welders. They offer great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Former Texas coach Chris Beard is the new head coach at Ole Miss. Connor McGovern has reached a deal with the Buffalo Bills as a free agent. Jared Stedham has signed a two-year $10 million deal with the Broncos. And Jimmy Garoppolo has signed a three-year $72 million deal with the Raiders. NCAA tournament gets underway tonight with the two play-in games. Southwest Missouri State versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi tip at 540. And Pittsburgh versus Mississippi State 810 tip-off. NIT tournament gets underway tonight, 6 o'clock, with eight games. Dallas Mavericks get rolled by Memphis Grizzlies 104-88. Mavericks are in San Antonio tomorrow night. Baylor baseball hosts Rice tonight at Baylor Ballpark, 631st pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. And um, at uh, 4.40, here in about 15 minutes, we'll have the Baylor associate head coach, John Jacobs, co-associate head coach, A.B. the third. Yeah, Alvin Brooks the third. He's out there listening. Big Mosley show listeners, so I don't want to short him. But uh, they do a great job, and we'll have John. Hadn't gotten to visit with John in a while, uh, at least on the radio, and so that'll be fun to kind of catch up with him and, and see kind of where his, uh, where his mind is uh, as they get ready, the Bears get ready to open with you, UC Santa Barbara, the Gauchos. Aaron looked it up. The Gaucho is a South American cowboy. And I kind of like, I kind of like their logo. It's an interesting. It's not just your typical cowboy. There's there's a there's just something there's something a little extra to it. I like the artwork that goes with their logo. Aaron, what are you leading off with today? In the uh, well, the favorite segment of the Baylor basketball staff, <laughs> men's staff, uh, campus confidential. We will start with the men's NCAA basketball tournament, which will start in about an hour and fifteen minutes. With the first play-in game, Southeast Missouri State will take on Texas A&M Corpus Christi at 540. That game is on True TV. The winner of that game will play Alabama, the number one overall seed, when regular tournament play starts. Then the second game at 810 or around that time, depending on how long the first game goes, Pittsburgh and Missouri State, Mississippi State, excuse me, will battle in a matchup of 11 seeds, and the winner of that game will take on Iowa State. That is an 8-10 tip-off for the second game, both games on True TV tonight. You know, the only issue I have with this is this will get in the way of me watching Impractical Jokers on (laughs) True TV. (laughs) This could interrupt some of that viewing. But now, Aaron, I I do think that um, the Pitt game – that you mentioned, I mean, that Mississippi State, I, that could be interesting. I don't know if you're like me. I I like my first, that those first set of games when they get started on Thursday, I like to be in position. That's a real, that's like a national holiday, both Thursday and Friday. Um, I, I think a lot of people either go to Vegas or call in sick and stay home or go to the sports bars. That That's a... 
it's just a really, really fun day. And uh, so, yeah, I'm anxious to uh, – I, mean, I, I that, that's going to be I, – I, I just don't watch those play-in games, I guess is what I'm getting at. They're usually pretty because, good. Yeah, I, I just – I get it. And, and, again, I've seen teams from a play-in game make a deep run. I mean, it was just a few years ago, Aaron, somebody either got the Final Four or the Elite Eight that was a play-in team. And I, I don't think it was VCU, but I just can't remember exactly who it was. But they had a long, long run. Very impressive. But I'm not going to watch these games because it, for whatever reason, I, I like to get my full tournament experience starting Thursday. Aaron, do you, do you know the first game of the tournament, what time it starts? It's generally about 11, 27 a.m. or something weird like that, or 11, 17 a.m. And then, of course, we have wall-to-wall basketball, both Thursday and Friday, and then have a ton of games Saturday and Sunday as well. Um, Aaron, do you know the the timing on that first game? Is it about 11.15 a.m.? Is that what you've seen? Yes, it's actually exactly right. 11.15 a.m., the first game will be the 8-9 matchup between 8-seed Maryland and the number 9-seed West Virginia Mountaineers, led okay. by Hall of Famer Bob Huggins. Okay, we'll be watching that one. And I always, there's there's several things happening on the first day, two days of the tournament. Obviously, Baylor takes precedence in what they're doing, and that'll be 1230 Friday. But also, you want to know how all the Big 12 teams are doing. And since we're so, we, we watch them so closely, and there's seven of them involved. Aaron, how many... How many Big 12 teams do you think will make it to the Sweet 16? What do you think the number will be? Four. That's pretty good. I think four will make the Sweet 16, yeah. Yeah. I don't think West Virginia can get through. Who else do we not like their chances? I don't love TCU's chances, only because, and I like TCU's team. Um, it's just that they haven't been in the Sweet 16 in a million years, if ever. Have they ever been in the Sweet 16, Aaron? The TCU Horn Frogs? Like, I have no memory of that ever happening. They certainly haven't done it in recent years, although last year they came very, very close. And if not for, uh, they went to overtime in what was a great game, and they just didn't break through. I, they just don't have shooting. They've got great, they've got tremendous um, pace and energy. But I would say, so Aaron, if you're picking three teams who are, you're picking four teams that are going to make it, three teams who aren't, who's the other team that won? I'll, I'll say TCU and West Virginia. I'll give you two of them. Uh, the third, I would have to say, you got to watch out for Texas if they have to play either Penn State or Texas A&M, which that'll be the matchup if they get through the first game. Because Texas hasn't been to the Sweet 16, what do we determine, Aaron, since 2008? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been many, many years. So sometimes you do have to look at the history of these teams, and Texas has bad, awful history when it comes to not getting to the Sweet 16. Although, this team's stacked. There's no reason this team can't do it. Who would you pick, Aaron, to not get there? See, I basically, and I'm not, not trying to hedge my bets or cheat, but I think there's five teams that have a really good shot. Kansas, Kansas State, Baylor, 
Texas, and TCU. I don't think that uh, West Virginia will get there. And honestly, I, I don't think that Iowa State will make the Sweet 16, even though they swept Baylor. I just don't mm. think that they're mm. super – they're built super well for the NCAA tournament. Interesting. I think I think I hear what you're saying. They've got they certainly have great length and some athleticism, but maybe not great shooting and not the greatest guards. I mean, Coucher's a really good player, but one of those starting guards, Lipsy, that uh, that freshman doesn't shoot the ball particularly well. Uh, although he'll get in there and rebound and mix it up and have a lot of assists. Okay, now we'll have more. We'll have a lot more uh, to come in the five o'clock hour. Uh, in terms of some NCAA tournament talk. What else do you have, Aaron? Real quick, you were asking about TCU. They've made four Sweet 16s in program history. The last one, 1968. So it has been a while. So <laughs> if I'm right and they do make it this year, I think wow. that's a pretty good prediction because it's been a long time for the uh, Horn Frogs. 1968. Well, yeah. Man, that may have predated... Jim Killer Killingsworth predated me. <laughs> yeah, both of us. But I, but I, uh, yeah, I was trying to think what who would have been their coach. Boy, a long time ago. Jeez. Former LSU coach Will Wade has a new job, but he's going to have to wait to start it. He agreed to a contract to be McNeese State's new men's basketball head coach, worth one point one seven five million over five years, but. He'll have to serve a five-game suspension at the beginning of the upcoming season and have various other recruiting restrictions according to the contract. The self-imposed suspension and restrictions appear to be a move by McNeese to get ahead of possible NCAA penalties or sanctions that could hit Wade from his time at LSU. This is the most Will Wade renegade deal you could ever do. Have like a big celebration. Hey, we got Will Wade, pretty good coach. All right. <laughs> and the next day, but he's suspended for the first five games. So Imagine ridiculous. that. You get a new coach, you're excited to begin the season, and you remind fans, well, we'll, we'll be using our assistants. So whoever Will Wade brings in as his associate head coach will coach the first five games. Nice going, McNeese State. Way to go. I got McNeese State and Ole Miss for the Slimy Award this week. Slimiest college teams in the business. Somebody will say, Matt, those those charges were dropped, though, against Chris Beard. Those charges were dropped. You see what he was arrested for? You see what he was arrested? You see, do you know how many charges get dropped even when something happened? Come on now. But, boy, Ole Miss, we vetted him. Oh, we did some great research on old Chris Beard, and we were ready to go. Slime Ball Award time. It is McNeese State and Ole Miss with the all the all slime ball team. All right, uh, it is time. Oh man, talk about high character, high morality. The Baylor associate co-associate head coach. His name is John Jacus, and he joins the Mosley Show next. Coach Mitch Thompson and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears hosting longtime rival Rice Tuesday evening at Baylor Ballpark. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor Rice Baseball Tuesday from Baylor Ballpark. This is the home for Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. 
Did you know, now's a great time to let Jeff on our Toyota put you in a new or used vehicle. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff on our Toyota, and you can choose from many makes and models, all priced to fit any budget. We also have a state-of-the-art service and body shop and a full-line parts department with factory-trained Toyota specialists. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bred, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Ready to score? Switch checking accounts to earn 4% APY at First Central Credit Union. It's a full court press with First Central's free Casasa checking that pays 4% APY and refunds all your ATM fees with a savings account combo that earns you money. This season, ask for Casasa checking. It's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Make the switch. We're your team. APY is annual percentage yield. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2023 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2023 includes Robert Brazil, Jose Cruz, Scott Drew, Carlette Guidry-Falkway, Priest Holmes, Adrian Peterson, Cynthia Potter, and Michael Strahan. Meet this year's inductees class on Saturday, April 15th in the base at the Extra Co Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.com. Org, or call 254-756-1633. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. The Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Former Texas coach Chris Beard is the new head coach at Ole Miss. Connor McGovern has reached a deal with the Buffalo Bills as a free agent. Jared Stedham has signed a two-year $10 million deal with the Broncos. And Jimmy Garoppolo has signed a three-year $72 million deal with the Raiders. NCAA tournament gets underway tonight with the two play-in games. Southwest Missouri State versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi tip at 540. And Pittsburgh versus Mississippi State, 8-10 tip-off. NIT tournament gets underway tonight, 6 o'clock with eight games. Dallas Mavericks get rolled by Memphis Grizzlies, 104-88. Mavericks are in San Antonio tomorrow night. Baylor baseball hosts Rice tonight at Baylor Ballpark, 631st pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, now joined by John Jacus. Well, I like that dramatic music, Coach Jacus. He loves coming out to very dramatic music. I was hoping we'd catch him on the bus, like watching a a movie, perhaps. Although you don't really have time to watch a a movie uh, as you're heading out to the airport or anything. Coach Jacus, welcome back to the. The Matt Mosley Show. We've we've missed talking to you. You've been booked on a lot of other shows, but we're glad to have you back on your number one show, The Mosley Show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate the walkout music, a little Dr. Dre. I didn't even know you knew who that was, so that's a good step forward. And uh, I look forward to hanging out with you for a little bit, talking Baylor basketball. Yeah, yeah, let's, uh, let's hang out. I mean, I kind of wanted to hang out in San Antonio the other night. But uh, but you guys uh, were in a part of the uh, Coliseum, the arena, the Alamo Dome. I couldn't really get to. Y'all were courtside. Uh, be- wonderful tickets down there. Uh, the Boys State High School Championship. And we were up there about 12 rows up. Had good seats, but couldn't quite get down to you there. Um, John, that was a high level, a Class 6A. I mean, I can't imagine. You see some great high school basketball across the country. I can't imagine too many other states that have um, uh, high school state championships that are kind of, especially, I know there was some ebb and flow to that game, but early on, man, that you, they were kind of feeling each other out. They were both throwing haymakers at each other. What did you think about Lake Highlands and Beaumont United, especially being there courtside, feeling the energy coming from those players and in that building? Yeah, one shout-out to Alvin Brooks III, another coach on our staff. He definitely hooked us up. Uh, with some good seats, nothing better than the first row. I would say that that first quarter was as energetic and lively and competitive and consistent and high-level high school basketball as you're going to find in the country. I mean, it was unbelievable the way it was back and forth, how tight and solid the game was, the game plan and coaching ability by both coaches. And that second quarter kind of swung one way, and then that late third quarter kind of swung it right back. And I don't think I can get into players and specifics because of recruiting and the rules with the NCAA, but I can tell you that there's a special performances on both sides, not just for the individuals, but for the coaches and the team. So I was highly entertained. So you're going to have to do that for a living. If we have to watch basketball for a living, I don't know that you're going to get a better show than they had at that game. That yeah. Day. Yeah. And we were a little shaky. I'm connected to that Lake Highlands uh, program and it was looking a little shaky there at the end of the third quarter. And I can name names. Maybe you can't, but, uh, Trey Johnson, the great player, the great junior for Lake Islands, took over and took it from 12 points. He had 12 points at that point. He ends up with the game with 29 points. And I've told people, I saw Marcus Smart do something like that several years ago when he was at Flower Mound Marcus. And he just decided, you know what, I, I think I'm going to have to go ahead and do this. And, and he was a great teammate, too, just like Trey Johnson is. And, and sometimes superstars elevate their games at the biggest moments and hey i don't think either of us are were surprised by what happened but it was uh it was a special special performance and then it was kind of neat to see you guys uh stay over there i don't know john how you weren't like i mean i'm i'm i was watching y'all i'm just way into the game 
Now you're in a, you know you get you show some emotion during those Baylor games. I think I kind of know which way you were rooting for in that game, and yet y'all you coaches are very disciplined. There was no fist pumping from Scott. A B was just stoic. John Jacobs was stoic. I mean, y'all were not. I guess you just couldn't really show any favoritism in that game. But I was kind of surprised that y'all were able to kind of stay somewhat disconnected. I bet there was part of you inside, though, where your heart was jumping around a little bit. Yeah, well, one, there's high major Division One basketball players on both teams. So for us to pick a side would not be wise. Uh, two, I mean, you can go <laughs> online and – you can go online and see who we recruited and who we haven't. And I think you can kind of piece together the fact that we do have personal relationships. Um, and we have personal relationships on both sides. So you're kind of rooting for kids because you know them and you know them well, and you've hung out with them. You spent time with them. Um, but because of the dynamic, it's certainly not wise for us to say anything. There's one time I wanted to say something to a ref because I thought it was a bad call, but Alvin slapped me on the shoulder and said, I can't talk to the rest during the game. So um, maybe I was the least stoic of the three, but A.B. kept me in check. Um, but our job is to celebrate Texas high school basketball, which is uh, the deepest state when it comes to talent um, every year, especially in the last couple. Uh, there's no finer basketball than high school ball in Texas. And there are more top 100 kids in our state than any other state in the country at this point on a very consistent basis. You're going to find NBA players at that tournament every year. And I can tell you this, I think there was some on the floor that night. And uh, it made it a special deal. All right. Uh, and I had the Lake Highlands coach on yesterday, Coach Duffield, and Joe does a great job. What about this matchup? Bears, uh, I mean, and we'll talk a little bit, go back to the Iowa State, um, you know, back-to-back losses to Iowa State. But this is a new season. This is when y'all turn the page. And, and um, I, 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 I do have to ask you, the rebounding, I know, had to bother you guys uh, against Iowa State in that tournament game. And quite honestly, even though the, the, y'all, y'all haven't been great of, in, late in the tournament, you were in position to win that game. You know, I mean, eight or nine minutes left, y'all are up 50-42. to 42. So it's not like, oh, Iowa State dominated the game or something. They did however, dominate on the glass. And Scott indicated, hey, that will be addressed. And there's going to be all kinds of rebounding drills in practice. Tell me, John, what what has it been like this week trying to make sure that you all get back to being the rebounding team that you've been in the past? Yeah, I mean, I still think we're a top 30 offensive rebounding team in the country. Defensive rebounding could improve. And when Scott said that we were going to address it, I can assure you we did. Um, I would say for over half of our practices, we have these little contraptions you can put on top of the rim. It makes it almost impossible for the ball to go through the hoop. So every shot is a miss. And, you know, we have great shooters and great three-point shooters. We're the best three-point shooting team in the Big 12 and the number one offense in the Big 12. So you've almost got to close the rim up for us to miss shots on a consistent basis. But Scott put those rebounding rims on there. And the guys were getting frustrated, but we just kept telling them that we got out-rebounded 44-17, and we're not really interested in their frustration. We're interested in fixing the number. So Scott kept his word and kept his promise, and well over half our practices every day included the rebounding rim on top so we couldn't make shots. Uh, now we have a couple guards, and LJ and Keontae and Adam, who still made shots anyway. You know, <laughs> you can fit two basketballs through the rim, Matt. You can fit two basketballs through the rim. This makes it so you can only fit one basketball through the rim. It shrinks the rim to that size. 
and uh, yet some of our guys could still make threes. So um, <laughs> we're still the second best offense in the country and the first best offense in our league. But I can tell you this: we're not going to look like the worst rebounding team um, in the country the way we did in our last performance, uh, not based on practice and the guys' dedication to change it. So that's the key. We can't get on the floor and hit people for them. It's got to come from them. But Scott certainly kept his promise the last couple of days. All right, and maybe Langston coming back would uh, help address that. He uh, News coming out today, or at least one report, that he'll be out practicing this week and that you guys will make a decision. But, uh, John, I think we both know the toughness that he brings would uh, would be a great boost to your team. He's uh, he's a great leader, and he's extremely tough, and he's so big uh, at what is he six five uh, that uh, there's he's probably one of your if not your best rebounding guard on the roster. Do you think that would be a fair assessment? Yeah, that's fair. And you know, if you look at the first three games in our league, and then you look at that, I think we lost two in the middle, and then. We lost two at the end of Iowa State. If you look at those little pockets of time, the one thing all three had in common was we had a real injury and two kind of knickknack injuries where we couldn't practice. And so much of this part of the year, the number one thing you want is health and consistency. A team that can get their guys fully healthy and peaking at this time. You know, four, four games is fast. Four games to the Final Four is really quick. It's not that many games. Um, so if you can peak on your health and then peak on your consistency in practice, you can be in a good spot. So uh, we weren't that in the weeks between Iowa State game. We're closer to that now, and we're hoping that the health can, can be on our side down the stretch. All right, John Jacobs, uh, Baylor men's associate head coach, co-associate head coach, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I like the A.B. shout-out for those seats. Last time I saw A.B. at a Lake Highlands game, uh, he was like he was leading a field trip. He had like 17 elementary kids who set up shop around him. <laughs> I thought, oh, my gosh, A.B. is going to be over there having to having to correct the youngsters. But they all behaved, and, and he was able to pay attention and, and watch the game. Now, what about these gauchos? You see Santa Barbara. And uh, I'm, I'm interested in, in finding out about this team a little bit. And I'm sure you all have started, you know, putting some things on film, preparing for them. What stands out about them? It seems like, from what I can recall, really good shooters. And uh, yeah, I've certainly, you know, they I, 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 I sometimes have trouble separating all those California schools. But they do have some history in this tournament. Yeah, that's true. They took second in their league. Uh, they had a great year. Um, they lost three in the middle of the league where they had some injury issues, and since that point, they haven't lost. And so they're on a little run. Um, they averaged 72 points a game in the league in the last five to close in this conference tournament. They're averaging 80 points a game. So they're getting back and more healthy, and they certainly score the ball. Um, their point guard, A.J. Mitchell, is actually from Belgium. And when he was in high school, I actually went overseas to watch him in the FIBA tournaments. And he's friends with Manu Lacombe's uncles and families. So he's a great point guard, a full 6'5", a lefty, and NBA scouts have come out to watch him. So maybe people don't understand that Santa Barbara and the Gauchos uh, are good, but they're very good. And their point guard play is elite. That kid is really special, and he'll have a long career playing professionally somewhere. And then the Miles Norris kid, their second-leading scorer, is a transfer from Oregon. Um, so he was the top 100 kid in high school, 6'10", can make a three, really provide spacing. They kind of play him at the four and then a smaller center at the five and Andre Kelly, who I think was a transfer from Cal. So 
you're talking about high level FIBA kids, high major kids that transferred. Um, there's kind of talent all the way through, but they certainly score the basketball, and we're going to have to guard a ball screen with the European point guard to to really function and um, get stops. Well, I've been reading about ball screen defense. You'd be very impressed with with my reading materials today, and like what Kelvin Sampson at Houston learned when he was in the NBA, and how to use what he calls the monster defense on the low post down there to get like a not just kind of a normal double team, but a full on trap. So, John, you're a guy you love the X's and O's and study it all and especially some of the european basketball but i I thought you would like the fact that i was really really into some ball screen defense today that was kind of on my uh in my uh in my wheelhouse today i'm very impressed by that cj moore he's a friend of mine wrote a great article and spent some time with the houston guys down there uh we're familiar with that defense because alvin's dad actually worked there before he was head coach at lamar and then we played them in the final four so uh it was partly my job to help Scott to figure out how to score on that defense. Um, so it's one of the best in the country on an annual basis. But the fact that you're reading ball screen defense uh, articles for fun on the side, my respect for you just went up a little bit. So we're really good friends, <laughs> but that's pretty special, man. I like that. I mean, how could your respect level go up even any more than it already know, I is? I don't know. This phone call. I didn't know that was possible going to this phone call, but you just made it happen. <laughs> so it just shows how special you are. John Jacobs joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now, how much does experience, boy, Big Flow, Flagler, uh, EJ? I mean, I how and then uh, some of these other folks that have transferred in may have had some NCAA tournament experience in their background as well. How much does that show up this time of year? You feel like in knowing this, you know, winner go home type mentality. It just seems like Scott, the staff, all of y'all have had great, obviously great moments over the over the years, the NCAA tournament. What what makes what makes a great NCAA tournament team? Like what do you have to kind of focus on in, in getting the players to lock in? And why do you think, other than having great players, you all have had so much success? Well, I do think there's a couple things. Experience for sure is part of the deal. And uh our guys, especially the older ones, have both experienced have gone through the highest level of winning and then kind of being let down a little bit versus North Carolina last year. So they've seen both ends of the spectrum in their career in the last couple of years. And because of that, they're really hungry to not experience that, that North Carolina piece again and then keep this thing going. Um, the second thing I would say is that I think 13 of the last 14 um, champions played two point guards or had two guys that could handle themselves in the ball screen. And I think that we go five deep, at our guard position. So we're hoping guard play this time of year really is an advantage. And then for us, I think there's a third piece apart from having a hall of fame coach, which is just something you cannot replace. I mean, Scott's experience over the years and what he's built here uh, is a real advantage for our guys. If they'll, if they'll just listen. But the last piece is I think just getting out of the big 12. Does that make sense? And uh, having a chance to play other people. And um, maybe we, get into a looser game, uh, the free throws and the fouls and the way people grab and are allowed to play defense in our league, maybe that changes a little bit. But there is something about getting out of the league and them not being familiar with our defense, our defensive rotations, our personnel. Um, they don't have us memorized quite the way the people we do in the league. So 
if you can take advantage of this experience and point guard play and Hall of Fame coach, and you can really understand how to avoid taking losses early on, um, I think the freedom of playing somebody else and, and the selection Sunday, how it starts a new season on our guys' heads, hopefully the excitement of that carries us through this first weekend. But there's a bunch of little factors, and then you really need to reel all that back in underneath the excitement. And behind the scenes, you need to turn your phones off, lock in, get off social media, and just treat this like a business trip. So we're leaving today to go to Denver for a business trip. And that's where Scott, I think, will be elite as he leads the guys. We've got to reel back from the excitement and get locked in our responsibilities and then execute. Well, they just need to be like you. You're pretty good at staying off social media. Um, I, I'm not quite as good, but you can put the phone away. You don't tweet a lot, and, uh, and I think you're a good example for your players. The worst thing is when a parent wants their child to stay off the phone, and they're constantly on the phone at restaurants and all of that. So I, uh, I think you're a good example, John, for, uh, for your players. And quite honestly, not even everybody on your team has a Twitter handle. I remember there's, there's a couple players I've tried to find their Twitter handle. They don't even have one. And honestly, think that's a great sign that they're maybe not, you know, that into. And people that do is fine too, because you need to, you know, they they should have the opportunity to kind of grow their brand and and all of those things. Yeah, I I think brand growing is really important, especially with NIL. Uh, I would say, you know, we use Twitter. We're we're close to the same age, and our guys maybe are not on Twitter because they moved past it. And uh, Instagram is where they do most of their work. Uh. Um, or friendship. So uh, they do have it, and they're definitely dialed into it, and it's part of the new NIL wave that's going through college sports. Uh, but I think they just hang out on Instagram a little bit more than Twitter. But um, more than anything, I don't think it's right or wrong. I don't think there's a right answer. But I do think there's a way to make sure that you know that you're ready. And um, you, you've slept enough. You've, you've ate enough. We need to adjust to the altitude in Denver. There's just a lot of responsibility that goes into that. So as long as we're mature as we walk into that, whether they have their phone or not, you can't take a kid's phone away anymore. Um, and even if you do, they're just going to find their iPad. So they're going to need to make a choice <laughs> to turn all that off, go to bed and sleep. And um, really the team that – that is the most mature most often this time of year is the one that lasts the longest. And um, whether it's a final four run at Gonzaga I was on or the national championship run here, those kids were so dialed into just one thing, almost obsessed. And um, that's, that's what it takes to make a run. You just got to be obsessed. Did, um, did y'all reach out to, I'm trying to think if we have any friends with the nuggets. We have a lot of friends that have spread across the NBA now. Melvin used to be there. He's a big Baylor guy. Uh, any, any, what, what did you do? Scott had said he might reach out to some people to try to prepare for the altitude. Um, are y'all doing anything in terms of trying to, uh, uh, do the best to prepare for something like that? And then when you get to town, will there, will you do anything to try to maybe help the guys get acclimated a little bit more for it? Yeah. Dave Snyder and our trainer and then Charlie Melton, they put together kind of a plan with, with coach Drew for the guys. Uh, we do have friends with the Nuggets. I don't know that there's any Baylor guys with the Nuggets anymore, but their front office, we, we have some friendships there. Uh, they actually hired a former GA of ours, uh, Jake McGee. Um, he's with their G League team right now. So there is a common friendship. Um, and, you know, Scott loves research, and he's going to put everything in place that's going to give us an advantage. So 
when it comes to the altitude, the oxygen, the breathing, the sleeping, there's a plan for almost every little step that we have or that we'll, we'll take while we're there. Um, so hopefully those will give us an advantage, but at the end of the day, you can breathe right, sleep right, and eat right. If you don't box out, it's not going to matter very much. We're not going to last very long. So I think we're going to focus on the rebounding rims, and then we're going to trust the trainers and stuff to take care of the rest. And our guys will be faithful in those things, but we've got to execute on the court, and you know that's the part we need to make sure we control the most. All right. I want to see a photo if, like, the guys are wearing, you know, masks or anything or any of those kind of gas mask-type deals. To, well, uh, you're a media guy. You can show up with your media pass and – come to the open practice we'd love to have you you can come down on the floor take some pics and see if they have a mask on or not (laughs) by the way i was allowed to be down there for your first 10 minutes of practice or whatever what's funny is the rest of them well but somebody told me the other day at kansas city no you can't go down there it's closed and so i came down there thinking i was going to get in trouble and i raced out of there being the good you know actually following the rules and then was told everybody else was still down there the rest of the media the rest of the day john after i i interviewed talked to you and interviewed scott and everybody i just sat there i watched a porter practice i watched a whole kansas practice and by the way bill self it's kind of funny i mean uh, and of course he was doing great that day and i'm i'm glad he's doing so much better but it's interesting to watch how the coaches run those things you know uh, you know this, you live it, but I love watching that stuff. And like Porter Moser ran the entire practice for Oklahoma, right? Bill Self just kind of, I mean, they did their thing. And literally I looked up on the clock and there was like six minutes left of the practice. And, and he, and he finally, he was just visiting with all the media, having a great time. And he finally strolled out there and he kind of ran a couple of things and they fussed at, uh, Grady Dick. Grady was not paying attention and he kept, you know, just, goofing around and so they had to holler at Grady a little bit John I had the time of my life just watching practice after practice I could not get enough of it so anyway you know I love kind of what you guys do and observing all that so that was uh that was a lot of fun and I peeked in there and saw you getting after some folks so that was fun too to watch you uh I can't remember what the message was you were sending but something about you know uh, making sure you stayed in front of somebody or, you know, know your assignment and all that. So, anyway, I enjoyed all that. Yeah, you want to, if you watch all ten walkthroughs, you'll see ten different personalities. And if you really want to see a head coach's personality, find yourself into one of those walkthroughs the day before a game. Some will be playing music. Some will be relaxed. Some will talk to the media. Some will control everything and every detail and every second as a control freak. And some will trust their assistants. But, You'll find out a ton in that that 40 minutes day before a game when they're allowed on on the floor. So I'm glad you enjoyed that. All right. Well, I'm glad you're uh, hanging with the Bears still because I saw something in the last few days that one of these open jobs, they had been perhaps pursuing you and A.B., and I just, uh, I'm like, man, I didn't even know about all that. So anyway, uh, it sounds like we're uh, hopefully going to be able to hold on to you, but I could understand why some uh, other programs would be pursuing you guys. Uh, John, appreciate it. Safe travels and uh, have a great time in Denver. And then uh, I'll meet you guys in Louisville, okay, for the Sweet 16. That is my plan. Well, let's make that plan actually happen because that means a lot of positive things happen this weekend. So don't believe everything you read on Twitter. And uh, let's make the Baylor Bears great this weekend. And I'd love to hang out in Louisville. So thanks for having us and thanks for all you do for the program. You bet. There he goes. John Jacobs, Baylor co-associate head coach, does a tremendous job for the Bears. 
and uh, he and A.B., great uh, uh, co-associate head coaches after Jerome Tang left. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and we've got the weekly appearance from Nikki Collin coming up next. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm has an office in Waco on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Gilman Nuts and Bolts, or Primer and Caulking for Metal Buildings, drop by Pioneer Still in Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet Store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet Store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet Store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. The Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. 
Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Maya Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is the Matt Mosley Show, uh, ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collin with her weekly appearance, and we look forward to these things, more especially when we're, we're going dancing, when March Madness hits. Now, Nikki, before we talk about your bracket and, and where y'all ended up and everything, remind, where was your, what was your first tournament experience like as a player? And do you can you kind of remember um, what the was there some pomp and circumstance was there a little gathering that you had was there any kind of uh, was there any kind of rollout or announcement attached to all this what because um, uh, you and I are about the same age so this would yeah, have been in well, the I'm 90s. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be real honest. It was pretty impressive because um, <laughs> my freshman year at Purdue, we were the number one seed in the West. And um, the men, Glenn, Big Dog, Robinson, the men also got the number one seed. And so I remember, you know, back then the announcements were at different times, but our men were playing on that Sunday. Uh, my freshman year, there was, was the, the last year that there was no conference tournament. So that was 1994, um, and there, were, there was no Big Ten tournament. So the men were playing on that final day. So we had seen the bracket just in the locker room, and then they announced it at halftime of the men's game at a sellout that we were the number one seed in the West. So it was a pretty impressive time um, in, in, with Purdue Athletics with, you know, Cor- uh, I almost said Corliss Williamson, but um, <laughs> yeah, he was at Arkansas. But um, Conzo Martin and uh, and Glenn Robinson were the two best players on that Purdue men's team, and we went all the way to the Final Four that year. So, pretty pretty big year for uh, Purdue basketball. Did you ever uh, cross paths with with, uh, with with Coach Katie? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he uh, he he was. Um, you know, Coach Katie was actually one of those people that looks really, really mean and is, is almost like a big teddy bear. So, um, you know, he just always had that, that look, but no, they had a, they had a really great staff. Um, and, uh, so we were all pretty close. In fact, they used to do this, um, shooting drill. Um, they do a free throw drill where it was like a competition free throw drill and the guys could like yell and scream anything and everything at and, uh, you know, it was uh, – there, there was a time or two when women's names would come out, you know, in, in, in that that drill as well. So, you know, Coach Katie was great. He um, – um, it just – I don't know. It was just different. There were no practice facilities back then. So, you know, you were always in front or behind them, you know, so you were just always, always around them. Yeah, I uh, that that's really funny. I was just uh, Gene Katie is just you know such a legend, eighty six years old now, and what I didn't realize is I just remember all those Purdue years, um, twenty five years there. 
what what what's kind of surprising is that he didn't stop there. We always think, you know, once they're finished at like a huge school like that, and he had a great run, and you think of Bob Knight, Gene Cady, that whole Big Ten group. Um, he went on to become an assistant for a year or two with the Toronto Raptors. I do not remember <laughs> that, but uh, that's just that, interesting. I too. actually don't remember that either. Now, I will say, you know, Bruce Weber was, was an assistant on that staff. Bruce Weber, Jay Price, um, some guys that went on to be a part of the the Big 12, obviously Bruce Weber for a long time, but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, and, and Matt Painter had just graduated um, before I got there, so he's a little bit older than me. Um, but you know, they they pretty much kept that that job in the family over the years. Yeah, and and that is interesting. Some places do that. Um, UNC, Duke. I mean, there are some kind of uh, almost teams in, in universities where they almost don't believe that someone from outside can do it. You know, it's like you've got to, you've got to make a hire, uh, you know, a, a an internal person, and that is kind of an interesting thing. Talking to Nikki Collin on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears headed to stores, have a Saturday matchup Saturday afternoon with Alabama. And uh, I, I I liked watching your uh, uh, reaction, and you know, given some of the projections, I think uh, I think you're. It seems like you're fairly happy with, uh, with with where you ended up. Not that you don't have complete respect for Alabama, but there there are. Uh, I mean, this this is a doable um, this is a doable situation, and and I think uh, I think you are going to perform really well. What was your just kind of initial take? when you saw where you came down? You know, it's kind of, um, it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, you're in, but you still have the nerves of, um, you know, coaches like to, to have control to some degree. Uh-huh. And, and I think human humans do obviously. And I think that, um, you know, you're not nervous. And then all of a sudden the brackets start popping up and you're just like anticipating, okay, is this the eight, nine matchup we're in? Is this the, you know, will the committee find a way to, but it's across from LSU somehow and manipulates the seed to, to find a way. Like you, you kind of get in those like, um, and so I, I, I was uh, appreciative of the respect the committee showed, you know, in terms of our net and our, our big wins. And um, so, I mean, I, I when all, when you lay it all out, I, I, I think we probably, the seven line was, was really fair. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people are going to argue that, that Connecticut should have been the fourth number one, and, and that, that can all be debated. I mean, um, you know, but it's um, it's a little bit like last year where, you know, we were that kind of fifth number one had we won the Texas game. People had us on the one line, but either way, it was going to be us one and Louisville two or, or Louisville one and us two. And so, um, you know, I have a ton of respect for Alabama. I've known Christy Curry for years and years, talking about going back to even Purdue days. Um, in her being there, and and uh, you know, they're system wise, they're they're actually really different than they've sometimes been because you know they got a lot of transfers in this this past off season, and and so six in the nation and three point field goal percentage, like uh, they can really really shoot the basketball. So um, probably most similar to Oklahoma State in our league, which you know is obviously scary since they swept us, but. Um, yeah, I mean, a, a formidable opponent, but um, certainly a game that we feel like if we play well, 
um, we've got a shot to win and, 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 you know, like you, you take your best shot when you're the underdog. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think, uh, I think you'll get a great shot. And then of course it'll be, uh, if you, if you move on from there, we'll be talking about a large crowd. And, and I was just thinking I was with y'all and, and, uh, at that, uh, the big 12 championships there in, and, uh, Kansas city and y'all function. We've talked about it. You function extremely well in front of big crowds. I, I, you know, I got to say for one, uh, how impressed I was with the Iowa state fandom to be overlapping with the men across town. And we kind of know over the years how most fan bases would handle that situation. And yet, there was. It, it's not like there was. Oh wait, where'd all the Iowa State fans go? They were there from the jump, and then some came over. And um, it's it's hard not to admire that environment. But I got to say, I mean, again, like y'all have a lot this season. Uh, see, y'all seem to almost feed off of it. And and the Bears had a nice little crowd over there as well behind the bench. But for the most part, I mean, that game, as we talked about right after the game. Uh, Nikki, that, that thing hinged on the last three minutes. Before that, it was a slugfest uh, back and forth. There were some beautiful moments. I mean, as far as the passing is concerned, the shot making in that game. So I, 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 my, my sense of listening to you after that game was that while you were frustrated with how it ended and the execution down the stretch, the overall takeaways were, hey, we can do, you know, we're, we 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 showed pretty well out there. Is that kind of how you you know once you watch the film and have reflected on it, is that still kind of how you feel? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we you know four minutes and five seconds, and Bill Bill calls the timeout, and and you know we put a bit of a pick and roll clinic on there for a while. Um, shot a lot of layups, you know, and I and I think uh, kind of executed the game plan and what we wanted. We just we really wanted you know, good pace sideline to sideline in, in our offense and for the ball not to stick. And and then, you know, they, they, they scored coming out of their timeout. And, um, you know, Sarah tried for the home run in transition um, with the pull-up three. And, and I, I just think that, you know, we're in the bonus. If she plays downhill there and picks up a foul, um, you know, you keep, you keep the game right there, um, you know. And so it just got away from us quickly. And it was – you know, I, I said it afterwards, you know, like it was just them doing a better job of doing what they do and what they do well than us. You know, we, we suddenly took three pull-up jump shots in a row off the dribble when that's just not what um, – Jaden had made a pull-up early in the game. Um, it's not like Sarah's not capable or Jamie's not capable. But what had gotten us to the point we were at was really attacking, getting paint touches, hitting rollers. Um, you know, and, and getting to the foul line. And then, you know, we, we kind of went and took jump shots. And so we just have to understand who we are, you know. And, and I think when you have a team like Iowa State, you've got, um, you know, even Donarski and Ryan, I know they're juniors, but they've started every game of their careers. And so it's three-year starters. And as, as much as they've played, like they, they know, uh, Ryan knows I'm going to get the ball to the paint. And if I can find – Ashley Jones open, I'm going to. And, you know, Ash, I think those two players down the stretch were the difference makers for them, you know, and Ryan got got her the ball and, and Jones made the shots. And so, um, you know, I, I was happy to see, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not sure a lot of coaches admit these things, but I was just, I was, I was unhappy 
that we didn't win a championship. I was unhappy because I felt like we had a chance to beat them, and we saw what Iowa State went on to do the rest of the tournament. Um, you know, but I was I was happy for Bill Fenley for them to get their first championship since 2001. As good as he's been for as long as he's been, um, I was genuinely happy for he and his staff and and his team and. And so, I mean, I, I would I would have been happy to trade places with him, and and that'll always be the goal. But you know, happy to happy to see that for him. Yeah, obviously, y'all've uh, uh, known each other for a long time. I would say that, um, and and you see these things playing out. Although you're focused on the the, the uh, some of the other, there were some interesting calls in that game, and there was one official in particular that you and Bill both, I think, had some. You just kind of, uh, I don't want to get you Kevin, in trouble here. Kevin, it's okay. You can say it. I won't say his last name, but it was Kevin. Yeah. Well, you know, we sent in, I think we sent in like five clips where they were in the lane between six and 15 seconds. Wow. So uh, my hang up was some of those late baskets. Um, and people don't understand the implication of this. Like, so it's not that the player in the lane was the one that scored, but when you have a player in the lane that long and you go to help on dribble penetration and you're helping off that player and then someone else has to go help in the lane because she's in the lane. Now they kick it out for three. Um, you know, like that player is not nearly as dangerous if she's not in the lane um, and allows you a shorter distance to recover. So it, it had a, they had a couple of late clock threes that they hit where she had lived in the lane the entire dribble penetration. And so that was my hang-up. It wasn't like there are times when you get – I'm sure people always wanted Baylor to get three seconds when Kalani Brown was here, you know, because you, you can't guard her uh, for more than three seconds in the lane, like just physically. But, you know, this wasn't just like – and I think that's part of why they miss it because they'll tell you like, well, I'm the primary and then it moves and then the ball moves. It's not the person that they're looking at because she's not the person with the ball. She's not the person even posting up, but she's maneuvering in tight spaces and we're being forced to guard her as a result. So, um, yeah, there was, um, we had to narrow down. Uh, we had 20 clips we wanted to send in from that game. We're supposed to send in 10, no more than 10. So that was that was a huge challenge for us. Yeah, and I tell you, I like how you stayed with uh, you know Jana's someone's been more of a little bit a role player for you, and, and she's had an up and down season, and you know she she just impacted the game in such a positive way in the first half with her her, her ability to get the entry passes, her passing. I, I, they only credited her for with like one or two steals. I thought I saw like three or four. She caused several, I guess. Uh, I was knocking the ball out of bounds. She just really, really provided some punch for you off the bench. And I love that you kind of, you know, you you realize it's like, wait, we're getting a lot from her. Let's let's leave her out there for a while. And you know what? It didn't like you say. There were probably some things on defense where who you were just mentioning, um, you know had a size advantage and tried to post her up and bully her a little bit. But for the most part, um, I mean, that was kind of exciting to see, I, I'm sure, for you. Somebody that had, again, you don't exactly know how many minutes you're going to get from her every night, have that type of game at a bi- in a big moment. Yeah, I think, um, 
you know, Janice had an interesting season. I mean, I think it started out with with her trying to find her way. And I, I know we've talked before about how, you know, when a player has been somewhere and, and hasn't gotten a lot of minutes, there's like, to me, there's this process of kind of regaining your mojo. Like, you don't just get it back. You don't go from a high school American type kid to sitting on the bench for two straight years to all of a sudden being that high school American again, you know? And, and so I think there's this process of finding your way and finding your place and getting your confidence back. And then, and then she had COVID in this 10 days and then she um, broke her nose, getting them extra shots one night in here. Um, and, um, you know, playing with a mask, I think just kind of that transition wasn't easy for her. Um, and, and so she has been up and down. She has not shot the ball. She's, an, she's a very, very, very talented shooter. And and she just hasn't put the ball in the basket. You know, she's gotten good looks, um, haven't seen them go in. But um, I, I do think most of our opponents, um, even though statistically they – probably shouldn't guard her from three, they'll do, um, you know, because they kind of know her as a shooter and, you know, you don't want to be the team that she then goes four for four on because you don't guard her. Um, so she's not a no guard kind of uh, player. And, um, you know, I just thought the game, she played the game really, really simply. And, you know, our game plan was a little different than what we do sometimes. when we always flow into our side ball screen actions, but, it was a game we really, because of their trying one too and how they guard Sarah and Jamie and how they guard the other three, that, you know, getting the ball moving side to side, we thought we could really break them down and get the easy shots. And so we didn't play as much in like our early drags and step ups. And we just kind of swung the ball and got it moving early in the shot clock. And, and I thought she just partially because of how they guarded her, um, they didn't put her under a lot of pressure um, you know, and, and so that, and of course they, they don't, they don't do that a lot in general. That's not Bill's philosophy. You know, if you talk philosophy, then if you, you take Vic and Bill, they're like opposite, you know, one is pressure deny in your face. The other is cushion, cushion, keep everybody in front, make you beat them over the top as opposed to, um, getting by you. But, um, I thought she just played the game really simply. She read the flips. Um, if she went off the bounce, she just made the next pass. If it came back to her, um, like she just she did a really good job of, and there were a couple plays that she didn't even get assists on where she put the ball on the floor to the baseline and got rotation, found bugs kind of in the middle of the lane and, and bugs missed both of those, but they were really simple, but smart plays. And I, I think that hopefully was, once again, you have these little moments that, that are hopefully confidence builders uh, because because we were probably better when she was on the floor. And I think the tough mm. part is you weigh that. You said it like two times in a row. She got scored on uh, by Emily Ryan or, or picked up a foul because Emily Ryan was playing downhill and wheeling and dealing on her. And, uh, you know, so there's that, that kind of balance of, okay, at what point do I say, okay, I got, I got to go a different direction because they don't mm-hmm. do that, you know, when Jaden, when Jaden's guarding her, you know. So there's, and you don't always get that right as a coach, but it's that balance of, yeah. of offense and defense and, and momentum and things like that. But I, I was really happy for her, and 
you know, seven assists and no turnovers and a couple of steals. And, you know, I told her she'd have had about a perfect game if she'd have just gone one for two on her threes instead of 0 for two. <laughs> Keep her grounded. I like that. Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> talking to Nikki Collin, last thing I had for you, um, Baylor has a, you know, a fun history with UConn. Um, UConn is 5-4 all-time against Baylor. I would say that's a lot better than most teams against UConn over the years. A couple of uh, matchups in the NCAA tournament, including uh, uh, Elite Eight Thriller back in 2021, and then a Final Four matchup in 2010. Now, with Geno and UConn, like this week, how do you kind of divide that? Because you want to be ready. Obviously, you'd have a at least one day to to look at it. Do you, or it, well, I, I don't know if you'll admit this to me, do you have your staff at least start taking a peek at them in anticipation of that uh, a possible uh, matchup in the second round? Um, okay, so good question. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. The truth of the matter is we will prepare for Alabama and only Alabama. Um, it's just too important a game. Um, uh-huh. And it doesn't matter if we're prepared for UConn if we don't beat Alabama. So, you know, from a, from a prep perspective, from a practice perspective, um, we'll be focused on, on Alabama and we'll be focused on us. Um, will we have a scout? Yes. Chloe, on my staff, Chloe Pavlik was a GA for Gino. Um, a few years ago. And so, um, you know, she'll have the scout on UConn and is, is working on that now. So for sure we'll be ready. I mean, you're used to in these tournament like settings, um, you know, having a one day prep shoot, we go to these Thanksgiving tournaments and play three games in three days and you're prepping via film and a, and a walkthrough at, at most. So, um, you know, we will have one day, but, uh, I'm just a big believer in, I don't know if it's karma, but not looking ahead because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like we're in a 116 game um, where the, the outcome is, is usually pretty decided. Um, and so we'll definitely be ready for UConn um, on Sunday, um, hopefully. So, you know, but we will definitely just one foot in, the fr- in front of the other on, on Alabama. All right. Well, the bigger the crowd, the better y'all play. So I'm uh, I'm hoping they just kind of sell That's the right. place so out. We play we play after <laughs> UConn. So hopefully that crowd will be in that mode of we want to stay and see who we're going to play. You know. And, yeah. And I will say this: I've always thought um, I've played. You know, funny funny story um, when we were at Colorado State and we were in the eight nine game, um, and and that may have been. Gino's best team ever, and I, I know there's some arguments on on that, but to me, Sue Bird, Diana Trossi, Tamika Williams, Quinn Cash, and Asia Jones, I don't think there's been a better UConn team, and that doesn't mean I don't think Stewie might be the best player ever, or, you know, but um, that team was so good, and we had played Maryland. We were the nine. Maryland was the eight, and um we hit 14 threes against Maryland and, and, and upset them. I know minor upset in that game. And I remember they asked Gino after that game, if he was worried about our threes. And he said, well, I promise you one thing, they won't make 14 because we won't even let them shoot 14. So um, <laughs> I don't know what we lost by like 800 or something like that. Um, but we did hit our first three of the game. And I think that was the last three that we hit. So he was correct. Um, but, you know, I, I still remember our game plan back then was 
Asia Jones was by far not the weakest link. She had an unbelievable pro career. But as far as that team and their shooting ability, our plan was to, like, not guard her on the perimeter and try to help on everybody else. And she started the game by banking a three in from the top of the key. And that's when you knew, like, we got no chance because if Asia Jones is going to make threes banking in from the top of the key, we got, we got problems. So, um, now, granted, this was like 2000 and I don't know, 2002 or 2003, some, somewhere in there. So it was, that was a long time ago, but that might've been, but, but I remember thinking at the time, like the Yukon fans, like they're so used to winning dominantly mm-hmm. that they like literally cheer for their opponents sometimes, like not in a condescending way, but it's like, Oh my gosh, they made a basket. Yay! You know, and they would like clap for them, like golf clap, you know, not like, uh-huh. you know, but it was, I'm like, wow, this is like the most polite. Um, and I've gone there. And when I was in the W I've, I've, I've scouted lots of games up at, at Gamble. And we played there when we were in the big East when I was coaching at Louisville. So uh, a lot of experience at Gamble, but uh, unbelievable fan base. And I just hope, I just hope our, our players, um, Earn, earn the opportunity to uh, match up with them on Monday night. But we're going to try to take care of business first. Well, we'll be watching, and um, and I know uh, a lot of folks are going to be heading up that direction. So uh, that'll be it's going to be exciting. And um, I did look up the score. I don't. I'm not going to say it uh, on air, but uh, yeah, 2000. I think it was about 2001. But uh, I think mainly. Um, you, Nick, you just blame that on the head coach, right, at Colorado State? Yeah. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, all right, well, hey, appreciate the time. Always fun, and uh, it was great seeing you in Kansas City, and uh, we will uh, we'll see you soon, and good luck in the tournament. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you. You bet. Nikki Collin, Baylor women's coach, as the Bears head off to Stores, Connecticut, Hopefully they take care of Alabama on Saturday, and then on uh, on uh, Monday they would have that matchup with uh, UConn, mighty UConn, uh, in front of a big crowd there. And we'll keep you posted on all of the action for uh, the Baylor women uh, moving forward. All right, we'll get back into the men's bracket now and uh, tell you kind of how how Baylor's region is looking and then uh, Dr. Brackets may stop by with uh, to share some information on other parts uh, of your bracket. We'll do that next. Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears. John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Baseball back in action tonight at Baylor Ballpark. Softball adds a couple of games, and women's basketball looks ahead to their NCAA tournament opener. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
Just as teams are celebrating on the courts, your mountaintop experience begins during the Jeep celebration event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values up to $5,500 on second and third row options or a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with up to $5,000 in total values. And if we don't have exactly what you want, we can help you build the new custom Jeep of your dreams. It's the Jeep celebration event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Let's go! Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Baylor baseball back in action tonight, hosting longtime rival Rice on the air at 6:15. First pitch at 6:30 here on ESPN Central Texas for the Bears and the Rice Owls tonight from Baylor Ballpark. Baylor softball has added a couple of games to their schedule. They'll play a doubleheader against South Dakota State tomorrow at Getterman Stadium beginning at 4. Both games, as usual, on 101.3 FM. Baylor women's basketball opens play in the NCAA tournament as a seventh seed in Stores, Connecticut on Saturday. Baylor women's coach Nikki Collin asked about the reaction of her team to the selection on Sunday night. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, I mean, I think for a lot of them, you know, it's um, their first NCAA tournament announcement. I mean, whether it's Erica or even Asia Blackwell, like, you know, Missouri's name was never called, you know, when she was there. And so um, obviously Jana won a national championship at Stanford. So a little bit different situation uh, with her, but I think with all our freshmen and um, so I don't, I don't think they knew um, you know, obviously the Caitlin's and the Sarah's, you know, not being up for a one seed or wondering if they're on the one and two line where we were last year. Um, it's a little bit different, but I think you're still, um, I, I still think there's like a nervousness about not that you're in, but like, where are we going? Who are we playing? What line are we going to be on? You know, obviously we knew a year ago we, we'd be at home. So, um, just like a different kind of nervousness, but I think an excited nervousness. And then um, always, I would never be shocked if the committee somehow find a way, found a way to put us opposite of LSU. So, you know, when kind of those things don't happen, um, you know, you're, you're just excited to, to get your matchup and start going to work. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball in the NCAA tournament for the 19th consecutive year. They'll take on 10th seed Alabama Saturday at 4.30 from Stores, Connecticut. The broadcast on 104.9 FM. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. 
Hey folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. There are so many seasons upon us. March Madness basketball, baseball, and NASCAR. So needless to say, we are full throttle here at Jim Turner Chevrolet as we enter truck season. And here we go again with 0% financing on every new Silverado in stock. We have over 200 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, and folks, we will not be beat over price. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground, perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. NeighborWorks Waco is now in their 30th year of assisting families in the Waco area and purchasing their first home. Today, over 3,200 families have been assisted, and these new homeowners have gained over $320 million in home equity through these years. Would you like to be a part of these results? Give us a call at 254-752-1647 or register to get started at www.nw-waco.org. Let NeighborWorks Waco open the door to homeownership for you and your family. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Are you paying more than you need to for your car? Have you considered a refinance to save money? Refinancing can get you a lower interest rate and as a result, decrease your monthly car payment, freeing up cash for other financial obligations. Learn about refinancing today at Genco. Then save even more by skipping your payments for the first 60 days, only from Genco Federal Credit Union. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union, Genco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Former Texas coach Chris Beard is the new head coach at Ole Miss. Connor McGovern has reached a deal with the Buffalo Bills as a free agent. Jared Stedham has signed a two-year $10 million deal with the Broncos. And Jimmy Garoppolo has signed a three-year $72 million deal with the Raiders. NCAA tournament gets underway tonight with the two play-in games. Southwest Missouri State versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi tip at 540. And Pittsburgh versus Mississippi State, 8-10 tip-off. NIT tournament gets underway tonight, 6 o'clock with eight games. Dallas Mavericks get rolled by Memphis Grizzlies, 104-88. Mavericks are in San Antonio tomorrow night. Baylor baseball hosts Rice tonight at Baylor Ballpark, 6-31st pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collin, man, a lot of good stuff there. And uh, talking about the, uh, you know, UConn, who's doing the scout for that and all everything that's coming up, what the team's going to face. I think it's uh, what a tremendous opportunity for the Bears and a seven seed. Men are a three seed and get going on Friday. The women play Saturday afternoon. And you'll hear the men uh, on ESPN Central Texas at 1660. And um, you'll also hear the women on Saturday. believe that'll be the same situation, ESPN Central Texas, with Derek and Sophia. And then, of course, John and Pat will be there in Denver with the Bears as we get ready to watch that game 1230 on Friday. So your Friday uh, plan that around watching Bears basketball. Oh, I don't know, tw- from 12:30 to about 2:30. You'll want to plan. Uh, maybe give yourself till 2:45, and you can watch that. The Cowboys have uh, addressed one of their biggest needs, and uh, they've acquired cornerback Stephon Gilmore from the Colts for a fifth-round pick. Usually we're getting on to the Cowboys for trading really good players for fifth-round picks. In this case, they gave up a fifth-round pick for a guy who's been a five-time pro bowler, had two interceptions, started 16 games for the Colts last year. Now, he's about to be 32 years old, so he's getting up there a little bit, especially for an NFL player. But cornerbacks generally uh, age pretty well. And, again, he started 16 games. Last season for the Colts, he'll be paired with Trevon Diggs and, of course, Deron Bland, who led the team with five interceptions last year from the uh, from the nickel corner. There is some chance that Kelvin Joseph could be released. <coughs> we know what kind of what he's been through and and uh, was a decent special teams player, but we'll see if they keep him. Jordan Lewis is coming back from a serious foot injury and that required surgery. And then Anthony Brown, uh, a free agent, is working back from a torn Achilles. So this is a big-time move. In fact, for the Patriots of 2019, Gilmore was the defensive player of the year after recording a league-high six interceptions uh, and 20 uh, pass breakups for the Patriots that year. Cowboys also got Donovan Wilson signed to a three-year deal worth up to $24 million on Tuesday, and they're in discussions to uh, retain defensive end Dante Fowler Jr., who had six sacks last season. So pretty good, uh, pretty good, pretty solid day for those old Dallas Cowboys, team that usually barely puts its toe into free agent waters, makes a nice little trade here to get Gilmore, who's been a great player. All right, the dismount. 
We've got a couple of nuggets to share with you is next. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, guys, it's Tom of the ESPN Central Texas, and it's time for some grown-up conversation. Some of you take performance enhancers for the gym, for more energy, to grow your hair. So why not the bedroom? It's all about confidence. Confidence knowing that you're ready. Good news. Help us here with chewables from BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew tablets can help men gain extra confidence when it's time. The process is simple. No doctor's appointments, no awkward conversations, and it's shipped right to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew is an online prescription service with licensed medical providers that will work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. And here's a special offer for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code 1660 at checkout and pay just $5 for shipping. That's promo code 1660. BlueChew.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Introducing the new B.O.B. Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, a smoked then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from 4 until 7, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Former Texas coach Chris Beard is the new head coach at Ole Miss. Connor McGovern has reached a deal with the Buffalo Bills as a free agent. Jared Stedham has signed a two-year $10 million deal with the Broncos. And Jimmy Garoppolo has signed a three-year $72 million deal with the Raiders. NCAA tournament gets underway tonight with the two play-in games. Southwest Missouri State versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi tip at 540 and Pittsburgh 
Pittsburgh versus Mississippi State, 810 tip off. NIT tournament gets underway tonight, 6 o'clock, with eight games. Dallas Mavericks get rolled by Memphis Grizzlies, 104 88. Mavericks are in San Antonio tomorrow night. Baylor baseball hosts Rice tonight at Baylor Ballpark, 631st pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount of the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. I like watching this time of year, see who everybody, Seth Greenberg's putting his final four together right now. I was just looking at a clip of this. Got the Texas Longhorns going to the championship game. And he has them beating UConn in the final four. And I was trying to – oh, he's got Alabama winning it all, though. He got the, he's got Bama beating Texas in the national title game. I know Aaron wants uh, University of Houston and the Baylor Bears to, uh, to both end up right there at the end. I think he would lean toward the Bears. At least I hope he would. All right, it's been a fun day. Well, thank you, by the way, Alan Samuels, Ted Teague, the whole gang. Unbelievable. I, in fact, I tried the Jeep Gladiator over the weekend, got back from Kansas City, needed to drive from Austin to San Antonio. What a vehicle. What a cool, like half Jeep, half truck, threw some stuff in the back, and then I just made the trip back and forth from San Antonio to Austin. Very, very cool and uh, loved it. Really enjoyed that. It's a Jeep Gladiator. I'm seeing a lot more of those on the uh, road. All right, everything uh, coming up this evening, Rice and Baylor baseball, getting it on. Thank you, Aaron. Stephon Gilmore, now a Dallas Cowboy. We will talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Good night, everybody. It's time for today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. Exclusive.